Hello, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also an award-winning speaker, author, CEO, and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood. And the Claim the Stage podcast is a podcast for women who are interested in discovering, awakening, and creating your voice through the art of public speaking. And today's episode is going to be a little different than our previous 57 episodes. Um, I guess you could say we're getting to the experimental phase of the podcast. (laughs) And I was definitely hesitant to share what I put on today's show because it's definitely a, a detour or um, it's, it's just, it's much different than every other episode. And the reason why I'm sharing it is because it's important and it scares me a lot to put this on here because it's a much different tone and I think it's coming from a different place. And what it says to me is my views are changing on the subject and There's a lot of anger down there that I want to express around women sharing their voice. And the motivation for sharing this today came from waking up Saturday morning, just a couple days ago, feeling really annoyed and really frustrated over two conversations I had last week with two friends of mine, two female friends, who I deeply admire. They are both incredibly smart insightful, observant, just funny, really great, down-to-earth, open, curious women who I really enjoy spending time with. Except last week, in two separate conversations, they both asked me questions that really, really bothered me. And those questions are going to come up in this essay I wrote, and they are the reason why I wrote this essay. So I'd like to share this with you with some hesitation because it's, 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 I don't know, it's just, (laughs) it's really, it's a vulnerable thing to share, but that's what this is all about, right? Sharing our voice. And I think it says to me, this is growth for me. And hopefully you'll enjoy and get something from it as well. So the essay I wrote on Saturday morning is called Stop Trying to Smash Fear. And it's, it's five pages long, but I think it's, it's five good pages. <laughs> so without further ado, Stop Trying to Smash Fear, an essay. The first thing I do after writing that title is immediately tell Microsoft Word's robot to ignore the grammatical error in my title. Fuck that. I'm sick of being told how to speak and what to say. What's right and what should be held in? What should be talked about amongst girls, but never brought up in a professional setting or to your boss or to your husband? The shit that you feel for weeks or months, but never give yourself the pleasure of saying out loud. But maybe it's not pleasure. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's worry over how it might go. What if you sound like a bitch? What if you sound too needy? What if you come across as selfish? What if you're too much? At a recent birthday party I attended, the friend we were celebrating, Rachel, came up to me after everyone else had left and said, was I too loud? I feel like I talked all night. I told her she was the birthday girl and she can sing an entire opera if she wanted to. 
The next morning, another female friend who attended the birthday party asked me, was I too loud? I felt like I was being obnoxious. I told her she's hilarious and everyone loved her. She smiled. She got confirmation that she's okay. I have never heard a guy ask these questions. We spend so much time worrying about our words, our volume, and the amount of words coming out of our mouth that we can't seem to just settle into the fact that we are, indeed, taking up space on this planet, and that is okay. We're worried about taking too much attention at the party and not giving others their fair share. We don't want to seem like attention hoarders that might make us appear selfish or flawed. We need to keep up the illusion that we only want to give others attention. We don't need attention. We're giving our witty comments and observations away for free. But on the inside, we're worrying who thinks we're a fraud and if that big word we just used was the right one. We're seeking approval, but we stray as far away as possible from showing that part of ourselves, even though it's the horse that's pulling our cart every day. We're avoiding eye contact with the cop who just looked us up and down because we don't want to give him the satisfaction of knowing we saw him. We're looking around us to see if anyone is following us. Or does anyone even notice us? What are we aiming for? See me. No, wait, don't see me. Listen to me, but don't let me talk too much. Tell me I'm beautiful, but not like in a superficial way, like in a deep and honest way. Let me be independent and free, but still take me out on dates and make me feel like a woman. The number of roles we are trying to fill is unbearable. Just to get through a day requires nimble steps through each socially acceptable response, body language, amount of eye contact, smile or no smile, amount of makeup, length of skirt, height of heels, buttons buttoned, strength of opinion, time spent taking care of others, and goodness expressed each day. It's a balancing act that we're trying to cater to for all waking hours and for many insomniacs through the night. And it's fucking exhausting. How do you know if you've said too much? Is it when people start to walk away? What if it wasn't what you said, it was how you said it? What if you were too personal, too general, too domineering, or too sensitive? What if you cried or slammed your fist on a table? What is the most appropriate way to demonstrate that you're pissed off or disappointed? And do you need to starch and iron your outfit before telling someone you're upset? What is the protocol here? What we know is that we spend a lot of time trying to fit into a box small enough to make a flea feel confined, but we're willing to keep trying to fit into it. After all, it's the only acceptable place to be. But wait, why? The only answer I can see is that we're afraid. Stepping outside that box means writing new rules, making others unhappy, creating disorder, and changing the game. That's hard. And that's not what women do, right? Also, it might not go well. There might be a benefit though, right? Before we go there, let's explore that fear that keeps us in the box. Hold on. We don't want to be ruled by fear. We want to dance in our imagination, live our best life, and follow our dreams. Yet actually doing that means being a fucking baller and stepping outside the flea-sized box and pissing a few people off in the process. It means dealing with the fear that tells you you can't actually follow your dreams. That's what other people do. 
But you really want to because let's be honest, the flea box is sweaty and dark and twisted and you've lived there for too long, even if all your friends are there too. So you try really hard, really hard to feel okay with breaking out of it and telling yourself you're okay and maybe just a little wine to deal with the nerves. And what if your friends think you're crazy and what if you are? And what if you need a life coach and another career book and a blog post that tells you how fierce you are? But what if after all of that, there really is something wrong with you and all the stories you've been told and have told yourself about being weird and different are true? What if they are? It doesn't really matter because all those thoughts will always be there, whether you're living life by the book and following all the unwritten rules you've learned or not. If you're consciously rebelling against the flea box by wearing ripped jeans to a fancy restaurant and quitting your job so you don't have to work for a misogynist anymore, you'll still be dealing with that seething fear that everything you're doing is wrong. So why not do the shit that makes you happy instead of following all the rules if you're going to be dealing with the same fear anyway? The voices in your head will be the same, even if they are a little louder because they'll still be telling you the same shit about being wrong, bad, too much, not enough, and generally stupid. If we're going to live among our demons anyway, we might as well do the shit that makes us happy. What I found out by taking a lot of risks outside the flea box is that once you start challenging your fear by doing the things it's telling you not to do, you realize you're actually going to be okay. You find out you're a lot stronger than you think. You find out no one really cares that much about what you're wearing, what you're saying, and whether or not you had one donut or two for breakfast. Everyone is so busy managing their own demons, they couldn't possibly put effort into also caring for yours. So what if you did talk too much at a party? Everyone just goes home, goes to bed, wakes up, and moves on with their lives. What if you did tell Rob from accounting it's not okay to stare at your ass as you walk by? Maybe he'd stop and he'd realize how gross he's being. And then you can walk by with dignity and maybe even speak up again. Instead of smashing fear, what if you just got into a conversation with your fear by showing it that the things it keeps telling you not to do are the things you are actually going to try, and then the two of you can shake hands and start a new conversation? Because the truth is, you can't smash fear your fear. It's a part of you, just like your reasoning, your language skills, your empathy, and your personality. It lives in there, trying to protect you day after day. The problem is, your fear doesn't really know what you need to be a powerful woman in today's world. It's been in our biology for a long time, way before a society like the one we live in today, and it doesn't know how to operate in the space in which we live. So it tries to keep you small and protected inside your flea box so there's no risk of being embarrassed, called out, rejected, or cast aside. That's the truth. Your fear is trying to increase your chance of survival by making you small. And you listen to that internal fear voice every day so you don't end up risking something you're probably not even in touch with. Your sense of self, your happiness, your confidence, and your voice. The big trick here is to know this fear exists and to work with it. In fact, even dance with it. Invite it to the party and accept that it's part of your life. Every single person on the planet is dealing with the same fear. No, you're not weird. 
You are dealing with the same questions and worries as everyone else. The way to do whatever the fuck you want anyway and never ask anyone for the rest of your life if you are too talkative at a party is to develop a relationship with your fear. Do not smash it. You build a relationship with your fear just like you would with a friend. You talk to it. You get to know it. You ask questions. You allow space for it. You breathe with it. You don't kick it out, tell it it's wrong, ignore it, push it down, or judge it. You just allow it to be there with you and make sure it's safe. When your fear feels safe, you are now free to move around the world with ease. Less worry, less anxiety, less wondering if every move you make is okay. My fear is named Frank, and he and I have a fantastic relationship. In fact, if I were to describe him in one sentence, I'd say he's the most compassionate and loving friend I have. He's unwavering in his insistence to take care of me and keep me protected. He always has my back. He always wants me to be safe. And he always makes sure I know when I'm about to do something risky. I always thank him for this, but I rarely follow his advice. After all, I'm a modern woman and I can make my own decisions. Am I perfect at it? No, but I'm trying to follow my instincts. Make decisions that make me feel good. Wear clothes I love. Not apologize for my personality or amount of time I talk. I stand tall in my body and love each part of it. I show up for things I may not be ready to try. I just build a life that allows Frank to be present, but doesn't let Frank be the conductor. When you see that your fear is ruling your decisions and your life, you can then make changes to your operating mode so it serves you instead of hurts you. We talk all the time about how hard it is to be a woman in this society. So much judgment, so many expectations, so many roles to fill. What if we change the conversation from being exhausted and consumed by trying to be everything to just tuning into ourselves and managing our relationship to our own fear? If we showed up differently, maybe we could change the conversation, expectations, rules, and roles placed upon us. Instead of waiting for the world to change what it wants from us, how about if we change the rules? Changing the rules means not being ruled by fear or worrying about what others will think when we don't bring the perfect cupcakes to the next office birthday. We say fuck that and let Bill bring the cupcakes because we're no longer afraid of not being the person who takes care of that shit. And maybe we won't get the perfectly matching heels to wear with the summer dress for the baby shower. And maybe instead of buying some plastic bullshit off of baby registry, we'll show off those woodworking skills we've been too afraid to try because it's not what girls do, and we'll make that baby a chair or a shelf or a fucking stool to sit on when it's bored. And we'll show other women that it's okay not to follow all the rules, and we'll show men that we're not going to blindly step into that flea box anymore. Because it sucks in there, and it's lonely and gloomy and scary, and it doesn't let us breathe into ourselves. It doesn't let us see ourselves. It doesn't let us become anything. So how do we do this? Step one is naming our fear. Give it any name you want. Nancy, Tulip, Banana, Mitch, Star, Fuckface, whatever. Step two, get to know it. When does your fear show up? What does it tell you? What's true? What's not? What comes up most often? Step three, write that shit down. Capture it. Look at it. Learn from it. 
Step four, make one step each day that's different from what you would normally do. Start finding out that you don't have to follow every directive given by your fear. You don't have to stop talking at the birthday party because you've already said too much. You're in control now. You won't allow yourself to feel bad anymore. It may take some time, but it's a relationship worth cultivating. It's a relationship that will save your life and the lives of other women. Get to know your fear. Be the friendly boss of it. Let's get out of the competition and comparison net and build a new space for ourselves. A space where we can breathe, explore, create, experiment, and see life as an adventure. Not a torture chamber that has one acceptable path. The one that keeps us as far from knowing ourselves as possible just so we can fit in. Fuck that. Gotta take a deep breath after that one. Kind of a intense. I really debated not sharing that with anybody. But it needs to be said. I know that I'm not the only one saying that. But I really feel strongly that we as women need to start taking the responsibility to address and befriend that fear that rules us at times and move past it, move on anyway, and start bringing our true self to the world. And never, ever, ever, ever for the rest of our lives ask, did I talk too much at the party? Please don't ask that question. I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. I hope that you'll you learn something here today. You'll take something with you and think differently and follow those steps. And, you know, we need you. We'll continue talking about this, believe me. But for this week, what I always say and what I mean more than ever today here is stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time. <laughs>